You're listening to Solar Insiders, a fortnightly update on the ins and outs of the solar industry and what it means for consumers. With Renew Economies editor Giles Parkinson and leading solar industry veteran Nigel Morris. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Solar Analytics, suppliers of intelligent solar monitoring. Hello and thanks for joining our fortnightly podcast. This is Solar Insiders. Uh, My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of Renew Economy and One Step Off the Grid. And joining me, as is usual on this occasion, is Nigel Morris from Solar Analytics. Nigel, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Giles. Uh, Much better than you. Sounds like you've got a frog in your throat, but uh, in your throat. But I hope you survive. No, look, what actually happened was that for the first time in three months, some clouds came over our house and actually rained. And so I instantly got a cold or something. And um, I think it's proof that solar is good for you because when the sun was shining for three months, I was fine. Just fine. uh, Yeah. Anyway, so apologies to all the listeners for my slightly offbeat uh, voice. But um, let's get into it. Look, we're we're kind of looking at a... um, we're going to look today at a whole bunch of things. I sort of cracked down on some sort of, um, I guess you could call it sort of fraud or some sort of dodgy procedures by um, using some solar panels. Um, a big thing about STCs, the certificates you get about from um, installing solar panels. So this is really quite important for installers and for consumers. Um, and some other news. But look, first of all, um, I actually I was lucky enough, I guess, to go to the um, the Tesla big battery opening um, last Friday. And Nigel, you were right. Um, there are big delays in the Tesla Powerwall twos, as as you flagged exclusively on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and um, scurrilous so, rumours, and they were right. Incredible. Scurrilous <laughs> rumours, and they were right. Yes, look, there seems to be a, a waiting list for um, up to about six months, and. Um, Tesla don't go on the record about this, but it seems pretty clear that this is a mixture of high demand, um, obviously some supply bottlenecks happening, and um, more latterly some diversions towards the um, hurricane affected areas of the Caribbean and the US. Um, Hmm. People haven't got electricity to decide that um, battery storage would be the best idea. So that's interesting. But um, any feedback from your friends on the uh, Tesla event? Oh, look, uh, one of my one of my buddies who I work with, in fact, uh, was lucky enough to jump in a Tesla and head over to South Australia for the launch. Um, so we lost him for a couple of days, but he just had a ball. He he talked about um, how much fun it was to do, you know, over 2,000 Ks in a Tesla, firstly. Uh, and secondly, you know, how remarkably fast Tesla had deployed fast charging stations uh, for those Tesla owners who wanted to drive over, um, they were literally, um, I, I, I gather, um, dropping them off the back of a truck on a skid and just connecting them up in various locations. And uh, he, he commented that apart from having a, a ball and meeting loads of great people, um, they were literally turning up to some sites where the final bits of wiring were still being done and they were uh, they were asking for a charge. So uh, cut it close to the bone, but pulled it off, uh, much like the launch, I gather. Indeed, indeed, indeed. That's right, yes. Well, um, it was an awful long way to travel for um, not very long at all. I mean, Elon Musk appeared for about 15 minutes. Look, and he's a very impressive guy. He's not the smoothest delivery of um, presentations, but um, what he says is pretty interesting. And um, everybody was absolutely wrapped and seemed very content and um, and then drove back two days back to Sydney. So <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But look, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting just sort of hearing someone like that talk and just what they're doing out there. It's um, pretty impressive. 
Um, anyway, look, let's get on to the news of um, this week. Look, I guess the most important thing was the announcement by the Clean Energy Regulator about the rules to changes to the STCs. Um, now, what, what, I can't remember what the STCs actually stand for. The certificates. Um, Small scale technology certificates, Charles. Small scale technology certificates. Well, it sounds like there's two S's in there. Anyway, that's what fooled me. Um, <laughs> So they're cracking down on these. Um, they're cracking down on the use, and, and I think the main thing, if I'm right, Nigel, is that anyone who has a current system and then just replaces them for whatever reason um, can't just sort of get more STCs just off like that. Um, now, my understanding is that this is to address some sort of fraud with some sort of bad activities where some people are just simply replacing panels simply just to get the STCs and um, not for any good reason. Is, is that your understanding? Yeah, that's right. And look, this has been an ongoing sort of loophole that uh, that some companies have been able to uh, leverage. And in fact, I've spoken to customers who um, were, were being faced with the normal decision of, you know, should I spend a bit more or should I just buy cheap? And they've actually had some scurrilous suppliers say to them, look, just buy them cheap and we'll replace them if they fail. Don't worry. Uh, what are you worried about? We've got a long warranty. And sure enough, they failed. And sure enough, the suppliers came out and said, yep, yeah, no worries at all. We'll just replace the whole array. We won't just replace the one. We'll replace the whole array. And what they do is pull those panels off, uh, throw a new lot on and reclaim the STCs on that same site. Then with the panels that they'd pulled off, uh, they would um, sell them secondhand or, or ship them off to offshore markets and do various other things. So they're basically double dipping on the STCs. Uh, and this is, uh, I've, I've actually seen photographs of warehouses full of these things, um, which have been pulled off roofs. So there were a number of companies who are obviously specialising in this type of, of, of rort. It was a way for them to, uh, to deploy absolute rubbish and um, sort of, uh, create a ruse of keeping the customer satisfied, but then make more money because they could get the STCs over and over again. And there have been people complaining about it for many years. So why do you think it took so long to actually do something about it? Uh, that's a very good question. I, I, uh, I, I read, um, read some comments the other day that what they had to try and do was find a way to change the regulations without changing the legislation uh, and that is always very very difficult territory um, they've given a grace period so the change doesn't come into effect until January 31st 2018 um, and it's an interesting one for consumers because uh, the clean energy regulator actually has a pretty good uh, page up that describes what's eligible and what's not eligible under the new scheme and and interestingly I visited my dad uh, when I was on leave and he's got a system that was on the house when he bought it uh, a while ago. The system's about six or seven years old. Uh, it's got a very cheap inverter that has, you know, surprisingly um, uh, just survived until this point in time. And Dad said to me, "I think it's time to replace the system. We want some more power. Um, uh, what should we do? Can we upgrade the existing system?" And he's typical of consumers who are caught in this in this um, difficult situation where, because the panels were installed under the old standards. As soon as anyone goes to that site, they have to lift them to the new standards. Um, uh, and by the time you do that, it's it's quite an exercise. And so as a, as I had to say to my dad, Dad, I think it makes sense to just pull them off. Um, I'll throw them in the backyard or we'll, we'll, we'll find another application for them. And we'll just replace the whole lot. Now, 
importantly, I went into a bit of a panic when I read this because importantly, if you pull off the entire system with what they're calling all major components, then you will still be eligible. So my dad will be able to replace his system, put better gear on and put uh, a whole system, a whole new system on and get STCs on that same site. However, if I only replaced part of them or I left the inverter there, then he would not be eligible. So they've done a good job of making sure that people who are genuine and are replacing their systems for good reason will still be eligible, but those who try to fudge the system will get caught out. That's really interesting. Yeah, look, and I guess the message out there for a lot of consumers is that there's... um. There's probably a few cowboys out there. Um, be very careful with um, some of these cheap offers, offers going around. Um, there's some solar systems which are being sold at surprisingly low cost. In fact, goodness knows um, how much they, um, what sort of panels they're using. Um, so beware of things which come in packages way too cheaply. Um, and also, I think we've mentioned this before, just be beware of things which will come through the mail and stuff like that. I think um, I got a letter the other day which was offering a cheap battery and... Um, uh, somebody else has got a similar one, um, actually rang up and found out about it. And um, let me tell you that um, this battery was not cheap at all. In fact, the original price was probably about three times more um, than what it should cost. And um, they've got a special 20% offer. Now, look, a lot of people are not going to know that. I, I've, I've had so many people come up to me and just will say, God, is this, good, is this a good deal? And I go, nah, get it. So um, just be aware of glad tidings coming through the mail. Um Let's get back to the STCs. So, I mean, this is one of the things that the government has actually... It, look, it's, it's largely underpinned the industry. Um, they're, they're starting to be wound down now, aren't they? Um, I think under this deeming rate, so they sort of lose a little about 10% of their value every year. So they'll be gone within five or six years. Will, will, they, will, they, will they last that long, do you think? Look, uh, the legislation has them winding down uh, a little bit each year, um, and that process started last year. For the first time, we saw a reduction, uh, and and uh, um, if the as long as the STC and, and RET remains unchanged, then that will continue each year into the future. Um, it's an interesting one because it okay. it has pros and cons. Um, the the good part about it is that as the uh, rebates, or it's not re technically a rebate, but I'm going to call it a rebate for simplicity. Um, as the STC rebate winds down each year, it means that there's, you know, there's less free money available. So that kind of takes the heat out of the market, and then it, it it's built on the assumption that as costs fall, solar will need less support, and so we're, it puts us on a pathway to being less reliant on government support, which is a wonderful thing, Barnaby Joyce and Malcolm Turnbull. Uh, so there you go. The rebates are already <laughs> reducing. They've already been reducing for a while. You nom nuts. Um, so. <laughs> the the good part about it is though that it takes the heat out of the market now having said that the downside of it is that as we saw last year what immediately happens is people jump in uh, to the marketing space and they start saying the rebate's going the rebate's going you've got to buy solar you've got to buy solar now that that's good for the industry because it kind of creates a bit of a rush towards the end of the year we saw that last year and we're already starting to see it this year i saw the very first ad uh, already out only a week or so back of someone talking about this very issue uh that, no yeah, way the rebate's going to drop the rebate's going to drop you've got to get in you've got to get in um so, and we're probably talking about we're probably talking about what how much of the cost of the system from from the, the rebate will sort of lose ten percent, but in all that'd be what three percent. Um, well, look, I did the numbers on a three kilowatt system. The change is going to be worth ninety dollars. 
thereabouts, right? right? So five kilowatts, 180 bucks. Uh, it is not a, a reason to jump in unnecessarily quickly. Certainly, there's some benefit if, if, if you know, if you need 180 bucks or a couple of hundred bucks in your pocket and you're buying a larger system, terrific, jump in, makes a difference. There's no doubt about that. Um, but don't be misled into thinking that you are missing out on something huge. So the value of these STCs have been going up and down and all over the place, as my understanding is, um, Nigel. Um, what does this mean for what does what, what, what does it mean for consumers? I mean, if consumer is cashing his own STC back, um, does that mean he's going to get less money back, or can he be patient and wait for the clearinghouse? What are his options? Yeah, great question. The 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 way the rebates typically work is that they're offered as a discount up front, and typically the solar retailer will um, manage the transaction on the STC. So they just provide a discount to the customer, and then they trade them on through a variety of different means, either themselves or through a broker. Consumers do have the option to do that trade themselves. I would say 99.9% don't bother. Uh, for a single system, it's not worthwhile. So usually it's the solar retailer who's dealing with the risk. And the price or the value of STCs has been very, very stable for many years. Um, uh, But we did, as you rightly point out, have a crash recently. And this really caught a lot of people by surprise because it hasn't happened for so long. So So a lot of installers, you mean? A lot of installers got caught. Um, I spoke to to several who, in the space of you know twenty four or forty eight hours, lost fifty thousand, hundred thousand um, dollars. So big. I reckon there was probably a half a million or a million dollars uh, lost out there. And what was happening was, you know, at the start of the day, the price might be thirty seven or thirty eight dollars, and they do a big install. And by the end of the day, when the job's complete and they get all the forms signed off, the price has dropped to thirty or twenty eight or whatever it else it might be, and they have to absorb the difference because they're, they're in the job. Um, so in that case, the customer was protected because the, the, the project was already underway. Um, but I've equally uh, seen plenty of noise from end users saying, oh, the price of my, uh, you know, I've been contacted by my, my solar retailer and the price just went up because the STC dropped. What's going on? And sure enough, some solar retailers were going back to their customers and saying, look, there has been a price change in the value of STCs. And so I can't provide the discount that I was previ- that I quoted you. Um, Mm. So I'm going to need to adjust my price. Um, Now, it's stabilized again now. Um, It's come back up to similar levels to where it was before we had this little dip. Um, However, um, pretty much everyone I speak to agrees that um, the volatility that we saw a month or so ago could return before the end of the year. So for consumers, um, I would suggest you need to read the terms and conditions of your contract and understand that there may be some volatility if you're um, getting solar before the end of this year. Uh, For installers, it's certainly critical that they, um, uh, you know, really understand the risks they're dealing with. Um, seek professional advice. There are plenty of uh, good people out there who who uh, make a living trading STCs and also providing great risk management advice. Um, and then, you know, um, go in with your eyes wide open. Still plenty oh. out there, and and even though the price might drop a bit, there's still a good rebate to be had. So um, uh, I wouldn't panic too much, but eyes wide open. Yeah, and um, the STC is obviously not the only um, rebate, or not the only sort of um, price signal for rooftop solar systems. We're still getting feed and tariffs. I mean, the big premium ones have gone. Um, some of them have long gone, um, certainly for new installations, and um, that's probably a good thing because they probably lasted a little bit too long and were too generous in the end. Um, just, I mean, it's one of the things that actually really annoys me, Nigel, about these um, the way the feed and tariffs were ma- managed. They were never scaled down properly as they were designed to in the first place. So just the politicians got too excited, left them there for too long, and then when it finally got ridiculous, um, 
um, well, I think in the case of Queensland, actually gave six weeks notice of it of it closing. So, yeah, um, we, we've I seen they... all sorts of shenanigans around feed-in tariffs over the years, and and you know, in many respects, uh, I, I I think it's great for the industry that the majority of them have now gone away. Um, but yeah. as you as you rightly point out, we went from the sublime to the ridiculous, right? Where we we went from having you know overly generous uh, sixty cent tariffs like we had in New South Wales on gross, uh, right down to no mandatory requirement for for retailers to take that energy at all, so you could effectively get zero. Um, so. That's right. It seems to have evened out a little bit now, though, hasn't it? It's sort of, it's sort of rebounded slightly. I think um, people are getting, and that's probably due to the rise in the wholesale um, electricity prices, which in, which itself is actually driven by the jump in um, gas prices and, and and some of the the power of the uh, big gen- generators to sort of um, uh, massage that price to their advantage. So feed and tariffs actually get, getting high again. So people are getting probably about ten, twelve cents, and well, in my case, actually up here in the Northern Rivers, I'm getting sixteen cents. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is which I've got to say is 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 pretty good. I mean, it's um, probably half of what I pay for electricity coming the other way. Um, but it actually probably means that I'm getting good value for the money for the solar I'm exporting. That's that's so true, Giles, and it's really interesting to see them rebound. And and, and I, I scraped some data to look at what they were on average across the country last year versus where they're at uh, from July 2017. And it's and you know without exception they have all improved. Um, the smallest improvement was only um, was only uh, well in fact in Perth according to the stats that I've got they stayed about the same so there's been no improvement there they're still sitting at around 7.1 cents but in the best case scenario um, Adelaide uh, we went from 6.8 cents to 16.3 cents um, now they some of these are regulated some of them are non-regulated certainly in um, in Sydney there was a huge jump the, the notional average is from six cents to 12 and a half cents so again 208 percent improvement so it's really really cool because what's driving the these export rates now, and I'm going to call them that rather than a feed-in tariff, but these export rates are now starting to really truly value what sold, the benefits of solar, rather than stripping mm. out everything except the pure wholesale, avoided wholesale cost, which is what the previous methodology was. They've now said, well, there actually are some other benefits. Victoria did a great job with a very, very detailed review, which was part of how they came up with this improved valuation um, and they've acknowledged finally in financial terms that there are some additional benefits which we've all known forever. Most notably um, about um, its effect on the climate, um, also its benefit to the networks or they struggled to quantify that and they're still looking at how they can probably represent that um, or that they did struggle with the en- environmental, um, other sort of non-climate environmental impacts um, of the benefit of having solar rather than coal, which I thought was actually a bit of a cop-out. But um, I guess if you're trying to sort of narrow it down to an individual um, installation, that's quite difficult, although many states in the US had actually done that and quite explicitly sort of... Um, quite explicitly sort of listed all the benefits of, of having solar installations um, and, and reflected them in the feed-in tariff. And that's actually a major, major step, I think, Nigel, because so many times, so much of the political discourse is about um, renewables having an impact on the grid and causing issues and causing problems when we actually know that's not true. And very, very rarely do we see the benefits acknowledged. So it was great to see a regulator 
actually coming out and doing that quite explicitly. It was. It was absolutely wonderful. And, um, uh, you know, as you rightly point out, we're still nowhere near the retail price. So there, there's still an opportunity for money to be made for retailers who are able to purchase that energy off your roof for, say, 16 cents and then, you know, sell it to your neighbour for 30 or 35 cents. So there's still plenty of opportunity out there for the retailers. But it, it, it does really change the changes the dynamics uh, quite notably for consumers because if you are spilling a bit of excess solar, if you do have some excess, it matters less now. And um, that's going to have some really interesting flow-on ramifications. I know when I was looking at my dad's place, uh, bless her, my mum said, well, we, we need batteries, don't we? Uh, and I said, well, sure, mum, you, some batteries would be nice, but, you know, the feed-in tariff's actually gone up now, so the pressure is not... It's, it, it may well, in fact, slow down the uptake of batteries just just a little bit, um, because if you spill it, um, okay, so what? If I'm getting 12 or 16 cents uh, for my export, then that's not bad. Um, and it, in fact, switched the, my conversation with my folks to, well, you know, shopping around for a, for a great solar-friendly retailer could actually be um, worth considering um, over and above batteries. Now, of course, we're going to put batteries on their place, but for most consumers, it gives them another option and, and, and a better valuation. Well, but I guess what we're basically saying is that sort of you, know, you can actually get some money back from your solar system with these improved feed-in tariffs, and you can probably improve the return with the batteries, although it should be pointed out you probably have to scale your batteries um, um, properly. I mean, don't over-invest, don't go and get something really, really big, which you don't necessarily need. Right. Which is actually a story I'm going to be telling um, in, my, um, in, in, um, in our house. We've just completed our first year with solar and, um, and batteries in this... Um, in the house that we moved into um, last year, and so I've got some interesting stories, and, and that's one of the one of the things I do actually point out. We've got two very small little batteries, um, and um, they seem to be doing a fine job. And I struggle to see a reason to have a much bigger one at the moment. Yeah, your place is really interesting. I was looking at the data from it, uh, Giles, and you know to see those. I hope you had permission to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just looking after you as a friend, Giles. Um, but what was really interesting was uh, to watch over over a nice variable year. You know, to have a look at how those batteries are. Being utilised and what they're doing, and 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 you're right. We're we're both in similar situations with small uh, battery capacity, um, and to to see those small batteries running your home regularly through till. 10 p.m., 11 p.m. in the evening, and indeed in some cases taking you right through into the early wee hours of the morning. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, yes. There's one, there's one nice little graph, actually. We actually went away for the weekend, and the house just stood by itself and had the pool pumps going and the fridge going and all the other different things um, happening, and it didn't, didn't actually um, draw any electricity down from the grid at all over those two or three days, so that was interesting. Yep. Um, and it didn't store too much either. But look, um, overall, and we'll just probably wrap it up now, it's actually looking like a really good year for rooftop solar overall. Um, I think we're probably heading to one of the best years on record, um, bar that 2012 year when the Queensland government said, um, everyone hop in now if you want this really good feed and tariff. Um, it's probably going to be the second best year on record and certainly the best year since all those premium tariffs um, disappeared. You're right, Giles, and I think I'll uh, I'll put a carton of nice beer on the table right now and say I think we're going to beat 2012 this year. So I think we we are on track, especially talking to some of the uh, uh, the smart people that I know, uh, much smarter than I do than I am. Um, that they're forecasting that we're actually going to exceed that all-time peak of around a gigawatt. So uh, 
Um, it's looking very, very strong this year. It's driven by a bunch of interesting factors um, and uh, the feed-in tariffs that we mentioned and the STC uh, uh, rebates uh, are, are two key ones. Um, uh, panel and, and system prices have been um, very low throughout most of the year and although there's been a little bit of an increase in pricing that we're starting to see flow through into the market because of supply and demand issues, we think it's very likely that through the rest of the year uh, residential and small commercial demand in particular is going to remain extremely strong. So carton of beer on beating the target for, for uh, is my bet. Um, and, and of course all these power price increases and the improvement in the FITs uh, are all contributing uh, to that and all the noise around power prices. You know, we've really got a perfect storm. And interestingly, Giles, uh, um, this year's a, a double boom for, for those with solar because I, d I don't know if you'd picked up, but solar generation through winter was phenomenal this year. It was phenomenal. When you look at the solar radiation data, um, I, I actually checked it recently uh, for a friend who whose system we monitor using our platform and I thought gee is that right that can't be right that's averaging out to some phenomenal output uh, on various winter days and lo and behold we have seen solar radiation levels or solar insulation levels uh, traditionally through very low months um, being very very high something like 20 to 30 percent above average uh, in many days of, of some months so um, if you've got solar you you're going to have a very good year for production well that's really interesting well we've um, probably gone um, a bit over time now. We might just wrap it up there. Um, interesting stuff. Look, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that sort of big um, increase in the rooftop solar panels because I think we um, all know that we're heading towards what's called a distributed grid where um, eventually half of all our electricity is actually going to come from our rooftop solar both here on, on households, on businesses um, and locally cited um, renewable energy generation mixed in with battery storage. That's what the planners are looking to in the future. Um, that's a pretty exciting transition and um, we're still probably just at the start of it but we seem to be accelerating so that's pretty good. The solar snowball is well and truly in force, Giles. Uh, no matter what they say, they can't stop us now. Great stuff. Thanks, Nigel. Um, really great to talk to you again. We'll be, we'll be back in a fortnight. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you do like the podcast, please send us some feedback. Um, please go onto iTunes and leave a review. And um, we'll be back again in a fortnight. Bye-bye. Thanks, Charles. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Solar Analytics, designers and suppliers of smart solar monitoring. By navigating the changing energy landscape, Solar Analytics helps increase solar performance and saves money. Visit solaranalytics.com.au, get empowered and make the most of your home energy.